another day, another FPL pod. Jack. Oh, hold up. Sorry, 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 sorry. You got to clip that. It because you started it, it popped up for me, but I haven't started recording yet. Oh, okay. You start recording. Start again. Unless another you... day, another FPL pod. Jack, how you doing? Dashal, <laughs> I'm good. Thanks, man. We're back. We're back after a little two week break. We're back, baby, and we're back with a baby. You've got a baby. I've got a baby. I'm responsible for another a live human being. God, yeah. God save him. Great news, great news. But good to see you back focusing on what's really important, which is the FPL season after a little uh, little distraction. But um, but no, congrats, official congrats on the pod from all of us here at the uh, at AFPL pod to you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> didn't, didn't get any card or flowers from AFPL. No, so... no we haven't got the station we printed yet. <laughs> but, um, no, great stuff, but yeah. But yeah, really good. Um, really good to meet him, and and yeah, but great to be back podding as well. Exactly. I mean, he's come partway through the season, so he probably won't get a team till next year. But mm-hmm. yeah, looking forward yeah, to criticising him. Mining. Mid-season yeah. signing. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But, yeah, he won't find his feet till next season. Nah, nah, nah. I can't expect much of him now. <laughs> um, but yeah, great to be back. And so we are mid game week twenty nine, right? We're mid-29, so I guess we'll start. We talk about how our 29s are getting on. We've still got quite a few players to play each because it is a double. But the big question this week, Josh, is the free hit for 30, isn't it? What's going on? Should we free hit? Are we free hitting? If we do free hit, who should we bring in? And today has also been an announcement of a double game week in 33. So we'll, I guess we'll explore whether that influences our decision to free hit this week, right? Yeah, the cat is amongst the pigeons there with that announcement. Um, yeah, exactly what you said, a lot to think about. does kind of make the decision with 30 a lot more difficult, I think, without coming out, but we're going to cover it. So um, those are the things, main points. I think that apart from that, we don't want to start looking any further than that. There's That's enough to talk about. So um, yeah. just start with, 29 and how we're doing, I guess, even though there are fixtures tomorrow, which is Wednesday and then Thursday, but we can give a little update as to how we're doing now so far. And uh, Jack, happy for me to kick it to you. How are you doing halfway through this game week 29? Oh, how am I doing? I'm not doing too great, actually, this week. Um, so I'd taken a hit to bring in, like a lot of people had, to bring in Spurs players. So I got rid of Gallagher and Ben Mee, who's injured for Kulisevsky and Doherty. So on paper, that's looking like a, a decent move because Kudasevsky obviously got an assist, then me didn't play, Gallagher blanked. Uh, but the reality is it probably isn't a great move because I'm sitting on 59 points, so 55 with the hit. Now, I could say that hit's gone well with those specific players, but I've benched Ramsey and Cody, who got 10 and 14 points each, respectively. So I'm not feeling too clever, really, because that and that really hurts to look at that on the bench. Um, that does hurt. Main, yeah, so I captain my big thing now, Josh, which we'll talk about is because I'm not where I want to be rank wise. I'm about 400k. With 10 games left, I'm really going to play differential and risky now. So I captain Kane this week instead of Salah, who's the most most popular. So far, it's not working out because Kane. Uh, <laughs> 
got three more points than uh, Salah got three more points than Kane, but I'm hoping Salah might start on the bench next week after that injury. Kane's likely to start and hopefully will do well against Brighton, who've been a bit leaky. So yeah, so that's that's kind of where I'm sitting. So yeah, 59 points, not very pleased. That's me. Yeah, a lot can happen in, in that one game. I think, especially as you said, won't take a lot for Kane. If Kane popped off, changes everything. Exactly. I mean, eight players left to play, including Kane captain. So nine, really. I'm still, it's like half a game week's gone, isn't it? There's like another kind of mini game week to happen for me. So fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Um, what about you, man? How are you getting on? Yeah, I mean, okay. Got a slight green arrow at the moment. 59 points, like you, tried to bring in some Spurs players to to make the difference. Got out Diaz, he's injured now for Doherty. And then Antonio Sia brought in Kane. Um, and yeah, a bit disappointed with the Doherty one-pointer, but, you know, Kane came back with a return. And then, you know, Salah captains, he's doing okay. Martinelli with an assist. Cancelo with the nine points, he's just a machine um, Ramsdale got nine as well. So, yeah, kind of just okay, but like same same kind of point to you applies to my team as well. A lot could change, good or bad, with these Wednesday-Thursday fixtures. So, yeah, we'll, we'll just wait and see, really. Yeah, it's, you just can't call it whether it's good or bad yet, can you, really? It's very difficult. Everyone's got a different amount of players left to play. There's a few triple captains floating around with Salah. It doesn't look like he's going to hit the 85-pointer, does it, that he hit when many people tripled him a few weeks ago. Um, but yeah, you never know. You never know. So we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. But overall, Josh, it's been a few weeks. You're, you're do, you've, re, you've reclaimed your AFPL throne over me, haven't you, in the overall rankings? You've, you've gone ahead of me. I mean, it just shows that two, three weeks can make a massive difference because I was sat, you know, after your stormer, I think you put together kind of six weeks, was it something like that, of green arrows or maybe only one red arrow week within that and you rocked it up to, you know, above me kind of just, I think you were in the 200 and around 250,000 overall, wasn't it, at one point at the peak? Um, But it just shows that oh, I've had kind of three all right weeks started off, I think, with the free hit in 28, which went really well. Um, and yeah, just kind of it's all it's all going well, really, at the moment. But with those doubles that you mentioned at the beginning being announced now, it's just again, there's going to be so much swing, I think, with with these fixtures coming up, you know, with, with players using chips and taking hits and stuff. It's you can't. You can't roll the dice on every game week. So, you know, just got to try and hope that it comes your way. So, yeah, not, not you know, getting too comfortable yet. Yeah. I mean, where do you sit on my view of, I think it, it kind of is time to roll some dice now. Like, what's your aim for the, are you going to keep playing as you normally would, regardless of what time of season it is? Or will you start to do what I'm doing, which is like look for the differential captaincy or bring in a differential player? I mean, I agree with you completely. Now is the time, you know, game week 30. We're in the last quarter of the season or about, you know, we stepped into the last quarter of the season. If you are behind, 
it, you're running out of games to kind of catch up, especially if you're, you know, more than 100 points behind someone that you're trying to catch, for example. That's a lot to make up. Um, so, but it is a case, you know me, you know, I'm kind of risk adverse as a manager. I've got to, it's hard to practice what you preach, even though you kind of tell yourself, it really time is. to be aggressive. And then it's like, sound like captain again, let's go. So, That's tough, um, but it's, I think it's, you, there, there's different levels, isn't there? Like you can bring in more, or riskier players, more differential players. And I think that the, the furthest way you can go is, that, is then captain. Like a king captain isn't isn't the worst and the wor- worst thing in the world. Is it? it's not like completely out of left field. I mean, you can not outrageous. No. Someone like you know Doherty or someone off, off the fixtures that they had, and that would have been a lot riskier, wouldn't it? Really. But um, I think yeah, depending upon your situation. Like if you're at a mill rank now, just go for it. Just you know, get yeah. rid of the safety. as well finish two mil. Might, yeah. Exactly. Like who? No one can. A mil is as bad as two mil, really. Yeah. Um, and that's yeah, that's kind of how I see it. Like I, one of the tools I made was a um, a career history analyzer that I've got on the uh, the game change site, and I quite like it because it shows you your it shows you your average points total, but also your average rank. But all the main one is your average percentage finish. So, like, because a rank finishing 300k now when there's 9 million players is very different from finishing 300k when there was 2 million players, like, 10 yeah. years ago. If you were playing 10 years ago, like you and I were. And people talk about the top 10k, and they always have. Like, the top 10k was coveted back when there was 2 million players. But for some reason now, everyone still says, oh, i got to get that top 10k. But there's 9 million players. Like, it's, yeah. you know, it's it's increased 400% the, um, the the player base. And people say that like, well, it's just because there's way more casual players playing now, but I'm not sure that's true. Like I'm not, I think there's far more players playing now who consume the content out there more. There's way more content out there, isn't there? There's way more resources. There's way more everything. It's much more of an active game now. So yeah, I think it's harder to finish in the top 100K far harder than it was five ten years ago yeah and it's not i think that applies or that translates then into mini leagues doesn't it i think you you would you're you're like the administrator of our our probably most competitive league and um stressful job stressful is a stressful job to be fair and you recently posted some comparisons and from previous seasons and you know the average points at this at this stage of the season of our current league it's way, way higher than, you know, it was in previous years. So I think every, the standards just getting, like, better, isn't it? Like, it's everyone's getting better. Yeah. I remember when I founded that league, like, I think we've been playing five or six years now and just, like, invited our friends in. And I remember just being, like, the only person who was bench boosting on a double game week at that time. You know, everyone was using it in, like, game week three because they had itchy chip trigger fingers, you know? And then five years later, everyone's playing it at the right time, really annoying. Um, but no, it's good. No, it's good. It makes it more fun. People getting better at it makes it more fun and more of a challenge, doesn't it? So Exactly. But yeah, it's got to, yeah. even more pressure, got to make those right decisions, but uh, yeah, keep enjoying it Yeah, that's why well. we're here to help you, people. <laughs> exactly. So that's what we're doing this for, charity. Um, like, subscribe. <laughs> so, so should we talk about Let's talk about it, Josh. The elephant in the room. Game week 30. It's a blank game week. There's four fixtures. 
Should we start with who? Who? What are the fixtures, Josh? Can you tell me? Put you on the spot. So you got Arsenal, Villa. You got Brentford, Leicester. You got Leeds, Wolves, and then you've got Spurs, West Ham. Mm. Straight off the bat, that's a tricky. It's tricky, isn't it? That batch. Like I think any of those games could go either way, and that's what makes it hard. Yeah, it's probably the most unbalanced there is Wolves Leeds, I'd say maybe potentially. I mean, the Arsenal Villa game, sorry, Jack, looks quite tempting from an Arsenal perspective, but Villa have been good recently. So yeah. so I, I for me, the only one that looks quite unbalanced, purely because Leeds, I know they've changed manager now and you, you never really know what you're gonna get with that. He hasn't had enough games to know exactly what we're getting, but you know, Wolves have been pretty consistent this year. So that that's one that stands out for me, especially just to back the Wolves defence. But the rest, I think you're right, they're quite well-matched teams, which is annoying. It is really annoying. There's no, like, Liverpool-Norwich in there, is there, or anything, where you can really load up. Yeah, I definitely take your point about Arsenal. I think Arsenal are just on fire and they'll, they've got a good chance against the Villa. But I think, yeah, Leeds have, Leeds have just got still got something about them attacking-wise. They got a big win the other day. And... Yeah, the other games are just not, they're not that tasty. But um, but we'll talk about whether or not you should free hit after this, I think. But you and I have both put together our free hit templates without seeing the other persons, I think, Josh. And I'm looking at them now. Should we go through these and maybe talk about the differences between them and, and just talk about the players that you should maybe target? Um, have you changed yours, by the way, since I looked at this? I made one change because I... You put Tony. Literally looked at it and I was like, "What was I thinking?" Um, <laughs> so I've changed. I've changed one player. Striker, but, All right. Okay. Oh. Tell me your team. Tell me. Let's go through your team, and I'll tell you which. Uh, and we'll we'll talk about it. You critique it. Lovely, lovely, lovely. <laughs> um, so Sar and goal. I think it's a given. Second high score and goalkeeper. Great Shaker. picture. Yeah. D- then defense. Doherty, Cash, and then a Wolves defender, and I think. Sice or Cody, but I've I would probably back Sice. I think, um, maybe just because of that attacking potential off of corners, but he does get rotated. So how risky you want to be is up to you. Midfield, I've gone Saka, Son, Barnes, Coutinho, and then up front a three-pronged attack of Kane, Lacker. And the last guy, which I flip-flopped on, is actually I've chosen to back Tony over Jimenez. And that is purely on recent form. We keep saying it, and I'm trying to practice what I preach here a little bit, is when it comes to attackers, form is key. More those, more so than fixtures. So, and Tony's been amazing recently. So, yeah, that's my team. Yeah, good. Yeah, I'll go through mine real quick and then we can maybe talk through each of the positions um, and maybe some players that neither of us have picked and maybe why we haven't picked them and, and whether we should should think about them again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've also gone Sar in goal. I think you're right about that. Uh, I've actually gone Sace and Cody at the back. Oh, the double. In there. And I think that speaks to my attitude now of let's you've got to risk this now. So that's a big risk on the Wolves uh, on the Wolves clean there. Obviously massive. Um, midfield, Saka like you. I've gone for Odegaard, Rafinha, San and Coutinho. So some similarities there. 
And like you, I've gone for Lacquer and Kane up top. So I've gone for the 3 5 2. And then that, I have made a bench. So I put Schmeichel on the bench with Tony Dawson from West Ham and Janssen from, uh, from Brentford on the bench there. So, so should we do, let's talk about players that I haven't picked and vice versa. So straight away, you've gone for Cash, Matty Cash at the back. Do you, well, let's actually, let's talk about goalie, goalies first. So we'll go through each, we'll go through the position. So Saar, is Saar the best option? Already talked about the fixtures. Big Wolves, maybe Wolves leads being the most unbalanced. Wolves having, I think, the second best defence still. They were a couple of weeks ago. I need to update my, my facts here probably, but they had one of the le- least number of goals conceded out of any team in the Premier League. So great defence. So that's great defence, great fixtures. Sars the second highest point scoring goalkeeper, which backs up those two things as well. So I think he's just it's an easy pick for me this think, week if you're going to free hit, if you don't have him already. Yeah, I keep coming back to that Leicester-Brentford game. And um, yeah, Raya or Schmeichel, I don't think are too bad of shouts. But I do agree. I think Saar is... It wouldn't surprise me if Leeds scored at all. But I think out of all the fixtures, Saar, Saar is the man. I mean, Ramsdale... I don't know. It's hard to guess how Villa will be. It really is how which Villa will turn up at the moment. You've had great games, then you've had some ball yeah, games. Sometimes, sometimes it may be shit. Yeah, it's a strange one. I think because we're home, Villa are home, that might make us play a bit better. But but Arsenal looking good, and Ramsdale does love a save. But uh, yeah, I think we're in agreement on Saar. Saar in goal. Um, the defence then, so we've both gone for Sace, well Sace and Cody we obviously both really like. Is there a reason we haven't gone for a, a Kilman or a Eight Nori or a, a fullback? I mean, Eight Nori for some reason is being rotated. Yeah. Um, no, I can't see any reason why and that just scares me, the fact that, you know, mm. if you're going to free hit, you want a bit of certainty. Um, I think that burned a few people, didn't it? Didn't really yeah. Some weeks. So, and I just think, you know, Cody, I think he popped up with an assist recently, which is quite rare, rare of him, isn't it? And Sace with the with the goal returns, he seems to pop up with a few, every, you know, at least a couple Cody, every Cody year. got a goal, didn't he, at the weekend? Cody goal, sorry, not an assist. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's very rare for him, isn't it? Normally, he's the furthest guy back, you know, he never scores, line yeah. defender, but he's pretty much first team on the team sheet, first name on the team sheet, so... Mm-hmm. It's just how how risky you want to be with that. I think play safe is the Cody option. A bit more risky is Sice and then I think Sice is nailed as well. I do agree. And I think he is better as an attacking option. He's just a bit more expensive, which is why a lot of us have Cody in our in our main teams. Um yeah, it's just looking at mine, the triple up with Wolves is it is a bit dicey, really. And you've gone for you've obviously gone for we've both gone for Doherty. Um which we can, I guess we can talk about. Do you think he's the best Spurs defender to go for? I mean, Regulon, now that Sessegnon's injured, is Regulon, should we be thinking Reggie? I mean, it was the Reggie show for Spurs in terms of defensive options throughout the rest of the whole of the season, isn't it? But then he was getting, I mean, you got burned. He is having the over. I hate the guy. Um, but where's and like, come from out of nowhere I out of the ashes Sess is a great player side. great 
Ray Kidd. Black. He's probably like 35 now. That's how hyped <laughs> he was years ago. Um, oh, but I think if, if Reg plays, and it looks like he is at the moment because of lack of competition, he's great attacking potential. But then now that Doherty's in the team, it looks like he's pretty nailed. I would argue he's got the same amount of attacking potential. Yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch this Spurs game on Thursday and just I know it's decide. bad to go on one game, but because it is so 50-50 with me, Doherty and Regulon, I think I'll um I'll use that to judge how they play against Brighton. So, yeah, I think that's a 50-50. I don't think you go wrong with either, to be honest. No. I think it's both are, both are equally good shouts. Um, it's just Doherty's a bit in vogue at the moment, isn't he? And does he's obviously first choice, whereas Regulon is there because someone else is injured. So maybe that's that's a factor. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, you've gone for cash as well, whereas I've gone for say San Cody cash. Is that his recent ex? He got like twenty five points in didn't he, the double a couple of weeks ago. Not worried about a. Is that more for his attacking prowess? It's yeah, it's not really for the clean, it's for that attacking prowess. And I think, um, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, you know better than me, but especially recently, he's looked like a great playmaking fullback. Um, yeah, bombing down that right hand side, he overlaps a lot. Great energy, like, I, I think it's one of those things that he just overlaps and gets himself in great positions so often that you think he. He creates the opportunity for him to, you know, get assists or or goals because he's just so attacking. Like he just runs, 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 doesn't he? Like he's he's there more often than not. Yeah, he's he's always the thing about him is he's always had that energy and always been putting the effort in and like giving hundred uh, percent since we bought him. And he's he is good. I do like it, but he's like he hadn't had an assist for like a year and or more until very, very recently, and then he got that massive haul. Like, he is not very good at crossing, in my opinion. Um, took his goal really well the other week. Um, can't remember. We beat him 3-0. Can't remember who we beat. Brighton, maybe. But, um, yeah, he just... I don't know. I don't know. I don't trust him, personally. Dina has burned a lot of people lately, and he went off injured, didn't he, in the other week. But I think if Dina was fit, I'd go Dina. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't think I'd he's prob- a good choice, but I'd be yeah. shocked if Villa didn't concede against Arsenal. Yeah, I I wasn't expecting the clean. It was it was really because I didn't want to triple up on Wolves defensively, um, mm. just because I was I looked into you yes. know the the xG of Leeds in the last three games, and I know against Villa it wasn't great. But against Norwich and then previous to that, they've had good XG, just not been finishing their dinner. Um, no, well, Norwich, they, they did, but um, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's, you know, although Wolves have got a great defence, I don't think um, I don't think Leeds are, you know, not going to push. You know, they, they, we know that they're like yeah. they're such an attacking team. They'll it's get chances. It's tricky. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think going three Wolves might be a bit of a, a mistake. Um, I do think an Arsenal defender could be decent. I mean, um, a Gabriel, they look really solid, White and Gabriel together, and obviously Ramstead and goal. And Villa can, Villa are feast or famine, so it's just that whether you want to risk Villa having a bad day or whether, I guess it's a general point, isn't it? On these free hits, you don't, 
it's whether you want to hedge your bets and say have a Villa defender but also an Arsenal attacker or or do you go tilt and go all in on certain teams effectively predict the results and have certain teams defending and have your attackers from other fixtures so your defence don't concede you know it's whether you hedge it or not and I think I'm if you're attacking rank you shouldn't go for that hedge because that limits your ceiling whereas if you want to attack rank you could you could be completely bust you could get the results all wrong or you could go you could completely completely feast but yeah anyway it's, it's tough um and again because these fixtures are so hard to call I think so so there it is. Um, midfield, moving on to the midfield. Uh, we've both gone Saka. I've also gone for Odegaard from Arsenal. Um, we've both gone Saka. Do we just love Saka? Is he, is he the best Arsenal option, do you think? I think, yeah. Bottom line, yes. But only just, I think. Because Martinelli has been good, but maybe less consistent. Hmm. Odegaard has been great recently as a playmaker and goal scorer, but he's just plays that little bit deeper. So I think like Saka is the best of both worlds there. He sits between them really, isn't he? Like he he's um a bit of a play, a bit of an all-rounder, a bit of a playmaker, can score goals, can get assists, but maybe not quite as attacking in in starting position as as Martinelli. But he's less risky because he's more consistent. So I, I think he's he's just the just edges it over those two. Yeah, with Martinelli, I think with Smith Rowe fit, I think it's, there's just always that risk that Smith Rowe starts ahead of Martinelli, even though Martinelli is the favourite at the moment. There's just that slight risk that, that I don't think you've really got with Saka. Um, I actually didn't think Saka was that good watching the game the other night, even though Arsenal smashed Leicester. I thought Saka was actually not as good as Martinelli, but I think Arteta loves him and the fans love him, and he is class. He is good, isn't he? And that backs your comment as well with Smith Rowe because Martinelli was playing better than Saka and yet he was taken off at like 70-odd minutes to bring yeah. on Smith Rowe because Smith Rowe plays off the left side. So yeah. I mean, Smith Rowe's too good to be benched forever, you'd think. Yeah. Like he, just won't, he just won't have it. So, yeah, I think so. I agree. The Saka's the, the no-brainer call there. But I think Odegaard, I know you said, you made a good point about him playing deeper. Um but he's got the most, I saw a stat, and he's got the most, um, I think it's just within Arsenal, but he's sort of number one in all the stats in terms of chances created, XA, XG, like all of the good stats that you want to see a player in. Um, and just eye test-wise, he's like, I don't know, I've never really noticed him before, but watching that game, I was like, God, this guy is class. Like, he's such like a nimble, great touch player that's kind of thinking on a different level to to the other players on the pitch, I think. Like his little, little, the way he moves his body and little touch to the ball are just so, so good. He's like basically brimming with confidence, I think. Yeah. Um, and I think he'll make mincemeat of the Villa midfield. McGinn and Douglas Luiz, I don't think, I think they'll struggle to handle him personally. Um, so yeah, I've gone for him over. So we both picked Coutinho and Son. Um, I don't know if we need to really talk about them much. They seem like no-brainers to me. Talisman and their, their midfields. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think... Just pick them. Yeah, I think just get them. Just get them in. But you've gone with Barnes, whereas I've gone with Odegaard. Um, Rafinha, sir. 
Sorry, Rafinha. So, yeah, so who... Oh, yeah, you've got an extra striker. Sorry, yeah. So, yeah, I've kept Rafinha in, um, but I don't love it. I just think he he just is the talisman of that team, isn't he? Um, and he should have... He could have had a haul the last game, frankly, against... Uh, although it was against Norwich. So, yeah, tr- tricky one. He's probably the least likely to retain his spot in my team. Um, but convince me on Barnes because I just think Leicester are just a bit. I don't know. I'm not convinced. They are meh. I think um, he is the equivalent of Rafinha in the Leicester team at the moment. And I think although Leicester haven't been great, he is. Leicester are a better team than Leeds. And they're playing probably, arguably. Uh, an easier team to get for him to get points against. Um, Rafinha has got Wolves, you know, one of the best defences in the league. So you're probably saying Barnes has done well recently, not amazing. So in terms of form, you're saying there's maybe not much between them. In ability, they're both great. Rafinha may be the the better in in overall ability, but fixture-wise, I think the the Leicester fixture is far better than, than the Wolves fixture. So Really, not too much between them, but I think Barnes edges it for me. Um, yeah, home as well. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, the whole Rafinha thing of you know him being the talisman and can pop up with points. I think that applied maybe 10, 15 weeks ago, but you know they've been so bad yeah. recently. Um, and maybe the Norwich game, you can just say it's Norwich in isolation and have to ignore that one. But it'll turn around and, and bang now <laughs> after I said that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's always you're always gonna you can't just live your life in fear of you. You can't pick everyone, can you? I love the guy. I mean, love I love Rafinha. He's been great, but yeah, I think Harvey Barnes is more likely to get points in this game week. Yeah, I do agree. I do agree. Thinking about it, um, but let's talk about the strikers. The strikers now. So you've gone with you've gone with three. So I've got one of them on the bench. But I think it's they're the same three, aren't they? So I've just lost the thing. Yeah, Laka uh, and Kane again, like Son and Coutinho. Yeah, they're they're the standout two, aren't they? Strikers. So you're gonna have those two for sure. And then it's just I've got Tony, but you've gone for the extra midfielder. And mm. yeah, just form, pure form for me. Um, been burnt by good, Tony yeah. this year, but my God, does he look good at the moment? So. Yeah, he does. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, he's it's tricky, tough between him and an extra mid. Um, yeah, Brentford, I just don't know how good Brentford are, you know. I just think, and away from home, Brentford against Leicester, who aren't good defensively, though. Yeah, Tony is he's good, isn't he? It's tough. There are, it's so weird, it's so hard, this one, I think, this free hit. Yeah. Like, normally, there is just like, right, pick three, t- three players from three of these teams is like the normal free hit philosophy when there's a blank game week, isn't there? Like, it's clear who to get. But I just think, and the state of the league this year generally is anyone could be anyone. So that's reflecting in in this. But, um, yeah. And generally, I, I think, I didn't maybe do it purposefully, but looking at the balance of my team, I've only got one team with a triple up. I think that probably reflects how close the fixtures are because... And that, that's only Spurs um, with yeah. Doherty, Son and Kane. And that's probably because Son and Kane are nailed. And actually, you know, Doherty's one of the more decent 
but I didn't want to triple up on Wolves, you know, and, and I wasn't overly, you know, keen on tripling up on anyone else because the fixtures are tough. So, yeah, yeah, it's two, two for the rest of them. I mean, there aren't many fixtures as well, so that's, it's just, it's not a lot to play with, is there? No, no, very true. So, who would you say, Josh, are the must, must have? So, say you're not on a free hit, um, and you're looking to maybe cover the big boys that are going to be on people's free hits with a with a transfer or hit or two. Who or if you're playing your free hit, who do you think are the must haves on that on that call? Comes back to that fixture difficulty thing because actually, you know, the first names on the the free hit for me were the Wolves goalkeeper and defender. Mm. speaks volumes like more so than Spurs boys yeah because I think you know West Ham are tough and they I think it gets we have to factor in now at this point of the season who people are playing in terms of where they sit in the league and what they're fighting for because you know Brighton were great you know three five weeks ago because beach down there. they were you know and they are you know they are on that beach now and they probably don't they're a bit lost they've got nothing to fight for Spurs and West Ham have something to fight for and so they're both going to go at it full tilt and what that normally brings is a, just a tight edgy game which is hard to call um so and I, I know what you mean like Kane's been amazing recently Sun's been also good so and I would captain one of those most likely but they were not the first names on the team sheet for me that's interesting. I think it's suicide going out with Kane this week. Like, you'd be crazy to... If you haven't got Kane, find a way to get him in, free hit or not, would be my would be my advice. He'll be easy. With no Salah there, he'll be the most captain player. And Son isn't too far behind, really. I mean, Son is just brilliant, isn't he? He always just plays second fiddle, doesn't he, in our minds when Kane's on fire. But he's just so good as well, isn't he, Son? So yeah, he's mad. Yeah, captaincy then. Would you go? Would you go, Kane over Son? Yeah, Kane. Um, just penalties and um, recent, I think, goal involvement is better than Son's. But I would not be surprised if Son outscored him. No, that's... But, I, but just on recent form and because of the pens, I'd go Kane. Yeah, I mean, just to yeah, yeah, I agree. And to touch on some players we haven't mentioned, so I know quite a few people are talking about Danny Ings uh, and Watkins from Villa. Um, what are your thoughts on them? You know, we've got a mutual friend, Timmy, who might, you know, he might be listening. So shout out to Timmy if he's listening. He picked Ings the other day and I picked Watkins. And I was like, messaged him saying, why are you picking Ings? Looking for, so he's a Villa fan like you. I was like, what's this inside knowledge of why Ings is better than Watkins? And he's just like, no, I just, you know, just fancied him. Just thought he looked good, and uh, and then he banged. So, mm-hmm. you know, I I think it's everyone likes Ings, but Ings. how nailed he is 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 another fair point, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I think he is nailed. I think he is nailed now. With what I think they're both nailed. I think Gerard's just finally decided he's got to play both of them with Coutinho and bench Brendia. So, and that's that will create goals. Um, and I think Danny Ings is a better finisher than Watkins. I don't think anyone would deny it. But Watkins is a bit more involved in play and kind of puts himself about a bit more. But I think Arsenal defence is is underrated. I think they're gonna there's a good chance they shut us out 
at the weekend. So I would avoid Watkins innings, especially when you've got the likes of Lacquer, Kane, Tony and Jimenez that you can pick ahead of them yeah. in striker spots. So, yeah, I think Coutinho should be in our teams because he's now the talisman at Villa and he just looks really good when he's when every plays. He just looks on another level of, you know, I know I'm in a Villa fan. Obviously, well, I know a lot of Villa fans in a Villa WhatsApp group and, you know, we were debating, is Coutinho the best player we've that's ever been in the Villa shirt? You know, Grealish, see you later. You know, he's been that good. So... Yeah, I'd I'd avoid Ings and Watkins personally. I don't don't get the hype with them against against Arsenal. Yeah, it's sound sound logic, isn't it? Really, um, part of the reason why we're only going with Coutinho is because he's, as you said, because he's so good. And I've gone with Cash mainly because I don't want to triple up for Wolves. So it was a kind of yeah. consequence of that. So I can yeah agree. They're they're great picks, but not a great fixture. Yeah. Yeah, sure. And then there's there's Kulosevsky, who was a big transfer in for a lot of us this week because of his mainly a lot because of his price, but also he's looked really good. Um, would you consider him with maybe Son and Kane, like going triple Spurs attack? For sure. I mean, really, now you say it, I don't see why you wouldn't do that. But I think part of the reason why we both went Doherty is because there aren't too many other standout defenders as an in individual players that come to mind when you're looking at this. So when, when you're building a team here, we've both gone for three at the back and I think that shows there aren't that many defenders and we picked this almost the same defenders and I went a little bit like kind of, you know, differential with, with cash. So I think it's a case that um, Doherty's in there because there aren't many other options. So that blocks you from Kulu. Yeah. Proxy from Kulu. But that said, I you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he's looked great. I mean, you brought him in in the years looking very, very lively off that right hand side for Spurs, isn't he? So he is, yeah. I think mate, there's a very, very small chance he gets benched for Lucas, like rested for Lucas in a game. Um, would be my only caveat with him. And like you said, yeah, if you want three Spurs, getting a regular on a Redocti in is probably favourable over having the three three attackers just about um yeah not much in it though no not a lot like it. and, he... not a, and it's oh, a similar yeah. to the martinelli shout i think like mm. there's just that tiny bit of doubt there that that might stop you stop you bringing him um and josh you mentioned you you last minute switched jimenez out for tony um any reason for that what what, what was your thing i'm sure there was a reason what was you thinking Tony's form was one. Um, Wolves' lack of bites in attack is another. And Jimenez's maybe lack of form is probably the third argument. Now, you want to pick him because of that fixture or the imbalance of that fixture. Saying Wolves, you know, are, are probably playing the weak, the weaker team in in Leeds. So that's that kind of imbalance there. But Wolves aren't great going forward. So I've got confidence in their defence, but. That's why I swapped him out. Like he almost went in by default, thinking, "Oh, you need to triple up Wolves here because, you know, Wolves are going to be great against Leeds." But didn't like, just didn't like the look of look of him in the team. Tony looks far better. Yeah, fair. Jimenez is sort of famous, isn't he, for never scoring more than one goal a game? Like he just <laughs> never gets a double digit haul, but he's so good at just getting the one. Yeah. Um, and that kind of sums Wolves up. Like I feel like there's a lot of one nil wins for Wolves. 
lot of two ones type type games. And yeah, Play it safe, he hasn't quite looked. He's not back to his full full best, is he yet? Jimenez. He's gotten a lot better, but he's just not quite um, not quite there. I'd agree with that. I don't think he's a terrible call at all, but. A bit like with uh, the, the Villa strikers, there's better strikers out there to, to pick this week. Um, although saying that, Josh, that's quite a nice little segue into what I've done for... We've, we've kind of stopped talking about the mother pod, but I'm still running the old XG11. Yeah, boys. Um, the blessed, they're not having a great year. They're not having a great debut <laughs> season. But what's fun about them is when a free hit week comes along, I can pick a free hit team purely based on XG data. Um, and it's interesting to see what, what comes out. So the XG data I've done is since the start of February till now, players from these teams with the highest XG, and that includes defenders. Um, so none of the goalies had XG, so we're just stuck with Saar, because I think he's the nice. best pick. But across the back three, the three defenders with the best XG uh, since the 1st of Feb, so recent XG, are Gabriel from Arsenal. Ooh. You've got Doherty in there, so we've picked Doherty. Uh, and then Stroik from Leeds. So he gets, so like every Leeds player, they just bomb forward and leave gaps at the back. Um, but yeah, interesting seeing, seeing Stroik there. So Gabriel, Doherty and Stroik. You've then got Rafinha. So mm. Rafinha is in. Swimming Son, no surprise. James from Leeds. So he's Whoa. been playing up front, hasn't he, James? Uh, but now Bamford has returned. I don't think we'll see that now. And the other lad, the young lads, actually started to score. Is it Gel? What's his name? Gellert. 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 Gell. Yeah. Gell. Yeah. Gellert. Gellert. Um, he seems to be stepping up now. So I don't think we'll see James. James go forward. So I don't think he's a good pick. Uh, but Coutinho is also in there. So it's a three-four-three. Coutinho and Son are both the XG data backs up them picks basically uh and then the three front the front line is harry kane no surprise mm-hmm. highest xg amongst anybody including the players who aren't playing this week so including the liverpool guys um tony's in there so that backs up Tony. his form and then jimenez is also in there so jimenez no beats lacazette for and beats any of the villa strikers for for xg um, and then I should also mention the bench is Suchek and Dawson. So Dawson, the West Ham defender, does it does look good from corners. Suchek pops in, pops into pockets, I guess, and gets pot shots away. And then Matty Cash, probably from that one game where he absolutely banged as, as inflated as XG. So yeah, it was interesting putting that together because a few interesting takeaways are there's a lot of leads in there, despite yeah. how bad they've been, and very little Arsenal. So Saka, Odegaard, Lacazette, nowhere to be seen. So I thought that was quite surprising, really. Um, in a way, it kind of backs up our, our instinctive picks like Coutinho, Son, Doherty, Kane, but also seems to suggest that maybe we're, maybe we're putting a bit too much emphasis on the Arsenal picks. I'm not sure. Bar Gabriel, who's the highest defender for XG in the whole game. Yeah, no, that is... Interesting. Good to see, like, especially from an attacking point of view. I think the the leads too. I mean, you. It would be controversial to pick a defender purely on XG, wouldn't it? So you know the streak thing. Yeah. Just say you know that's that's that, and then James because he's now probably not going to be playing up top. You can probably write off that. So, but Rafinha, it you know, 
definitely to be considered. Yeah, he is the main man, isn't he? I mean, yeah, we could maybe compare him with Barnes. So if I just go to understat. People use the yeah, FB ref a lot now, don't they? I've actually looked at FB ref. Um, I'm an understat man. I'm man. Yeah, I don't know how. I don't know why it's um, why it's not as good, but who knows? It serves it serves its purpose for us, doesn't it? Exactly. Exactly. Who are we comparing Barnes and Rafinha? Rafinha, right? So Barnes and Rafinha comparison. So since the start of Feb, say, so that's a good chunk of game weeks, but not too far in the past that it makes it pointless. So. So yeah, Rafinha's got 2.8 XG, Barnes 1.21. Um, but oh, but Barnes has played. So Barnes has only played five games in that time, and Rafinha's played eight. So maybe that isn't the best comparison. <laughs> but Barnes is 1.21 in five games, and Rafinha's 2.8 in eight games. So that's per 90. Here we go, per 90 is better. So, yeah, it's not too much in it, actually. 0.4 for Rafinha and 0.3 for Barnes. But XA per 90 is 0.27 for Rafinha and 0.14 for Barnes. So, it does seem to suggest Rafinha is better in the purely yeah. X stats. What's Barnes. actual returns since the beginning of... Good question. Uh, so, the, I just that doesn't tell you actual... Oh, oh no, actual. goals and assists. So, in goals and assists, you're right. So, Barnes is winning. So one goal and two assists, whereas Rafinha is one goal, one assist. Yeah, there's not much in it, though, is there? Is he just wasteful, Rafinha, though? That's with far more minutes, though. So he's either wasteful or he's got a shit team around him, which... <laughs> Maybe both. Maybe both, yeah. Yeah, tricky. And the, the fixtures are... So, yeah, Leeds have got Wolves away, Leicester, Brentford at home. So, yeah, actually, I think looking at that, Barnes might be the better pick. Just, though, again... It's one of these things. My team. Splitting hairs. <laughs> yeah, change yeah. two. <laughs> but good. But yeah, I think that I think that covers the free hit stuff, Josh. I think we've covered some some good stuff there. I guess more broadly, moving on to our plans, the question is, do we actually play this free hit now? Especially considering the double game week 33 announcements. So do you want to go through what those are that happened today? Yeah, well, you actually corrected me in our pre-pod chat because, you know, the announcement is in 33 that there is a full run of doubles, so all 10 teams. However, you clarified to me that obviously that is dependent upon how the FA FA Cup fixtures go in game week 30 and the teams that make it through who are likely to be the sexier teams, you know, the teams that we've got assets from are the other teams that aren't going to play in that 33 so that and could could um not double for example and there there's even some blanks thrown in there potentially which is mad so yeah that's it so it's likely so just to fully clarify the scenario so five teams will definitely double so brighton burnley leicester manu and newcastle definitely will double in 33 depending on the fa cup uh, results uh, Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool, Man City and Southampton may not double and actually probably won't double because that relies on, I think, Chelsea, Liverpool and City winning. Does it in the FA Cup? Or maybe just Chelsea and Liverpool. Uh, oh, no, and City, I think. So, yeah. So, essentially, 
it's not going to be. It's very, very unlikely that those last teams I mentioned will lose in the FA Cup. Yeah. So, yeah. And it, and those, and also depending on FA Cup results, Villa, Leeds and Wolves could blank if yeah, Liverpool, Chelsea and Man City win in the FA Cup quarters, then Villa, Leeds and Wolves will definitely blank. So, yeah, it's easy to get look at the fixtures and be like, oh my God, it's the biggest double ever, but it won't be, essentially. It really won't be. And those FA Cup games that do get pushed back will play in game week 36, which will be a big double and t- typically is the biggest of the year. So that's so that's that. Um, are you playing your free hit, Josh? It gets to the point now where it gets very specific to the manager and the team, doesn't it, at this mm-hmm. point of the season? So in my scenario, I've got one free hit left and a bench boost and a wild card. So with that laid out in front of me, the way you said, what immediately called to me is sexy teams potentially doubling in 36. I'll keep my wild card before that because I'm going to want those players probably, you know, maybe from 30, 35, even 35, 36, 37, 38. 33, the teams that you said confirmed as doubled, you know, they were not probably teams that I have a lot of players from. For example, you know, you mentioned Brighton, Leicester, United, I can't remember what, who the other ones were. So that that may be a potential either free hit or bench boost position, potentially. And then it brings you to um, where we're at now, 30. Can't use the bench boost in 30 because you probably don't have any players anyway. Um, so for me, in my scenario, I've got six playing players currently to get to the magic kind of number of eight, nine, ten, that's you know minus eight plus to get there for players that I might not want to keep, you know, for a couple of game weeks more. So I'm I'm kind of drawing myself towards a free hit in thirty, bench yeah. boost in thirty three, and then a wild card after thirty three to prepare for that thirty six with assets that I will want maybe from thirty four onwards. Yeah, yeah, I think um, that's the right move. But what about you? Yeah, I've always been set on wild card in like 34, 35, bench boost in the 36, because it is always the biggest double. And bench boost with 14 doubling players. Uh, I, I do that every year and it's always great. I love it. <laughs> it's always like it's so, I think it's so under a doubler is so undervalued in people's minds. Like people that think the triple captainship is more valuable than a bench boost I think that's crazy to me like I don't think like you're getting eight extra players whereas a triple captain you're getting one extra player because you would have captained that player anyway and you're getting two x three x instead of two x like to me the bench boost is easily the biggest most important chip um and then the free hit is in a blank game week so I think I put like a little tiktok video out there that was just like just play your free hit this in 30 even if you've got if you can make 10 players with a minus eight, I think you're better off just playing the free hit, even if you've got seven, eight players playing, because it's just a great upside to attack the week. And you can get, you can, game week 33, you'll be able to, with a couple of transfers, get a playing 11, most of which that probably double, and then wild card, and then bench boost on, on 36, I think is the best way. Unless you're like in a position where you've got nine or ten players playing 
in game week 30, which is won't be most people, then I would um, I'd play the free hit in 30, which I'm going to do. I think I've got seven players playing That's without decent. the free hit. Yeah, but I'm missing players like Son and Coutinho, who You'd want. I'd want and couldn't just bring in on easy hits. I'd have to take a lot of hits to afford them. So I think, yeah, the essential players like Coutinho and Son and Kane and Saka and the people mentioned, if you don't have them, then um, it makes it tricky. So, yeah, I think free hit if you free hits generally a good move this week. Yeah, we're so with such a small amount of fix, number of fixtures. It's just it's so hard to not not do it, isn't it? Really? You don't. It's basically free hit or lots of hits. Yeah. I'm annoyed that I think it was the Spurs-West Ham game got pulled into this week. I think there was just the three of them originally. Yeah, that would have... Wolves leads, but yeah, but, but that would have been very tasty for free hitters and none. Because I think that I think it was the Spurs game. Like, that saved quite a lot of people's blushes, I think, that have used both free hits already because you've probably got a few Spurs in your team at this point. Yeah, and yeah. players that... Well, I know there would have... There would have been players that free hit last week or this current week, like 29. They're actually more than I expected to see floating around. And you know, they even if they've got their second still, they won't be able to use it. So, yeah, I've kind of normalized the fact we've had two this year, but that is unprecedented, isn't it? Like, normally, yeah. you just get the one. But yeah, I guess we should also add there is a double in 31 as well now that's just been announced, but it's Burnley and Everton. So, you thinking of getting any of them in? <laughs> I've already got two from the their last because Burnley have got tons of fixtures, haven't they? I've already mm-hmm. actually got um, still a Burnley defender, two yeah. Burnley defenders, me being one of them, but obviously he's injured at the moment. And I still got Reg Horse, so decent. We'll keep Weggy, keep the yeah, Weggy. keep keep them boys. And is, is me back yet? I'm not sure he is. is he? I don't think so. He's still red flagged. I know that doesn't mean anything, but I haven't heard anything on the grapevine of, of no, when it's he's a back. massive loss for them. Isn't it? I think that huge might, player. could even relegate them that because he's their main, main man. Um, yeah, but yeah, I got rid of him this week for one point to Doherty. So thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Ben. <laughs> damn it, damn it, damn it. <laughs> yeah, so so there we are. So I guess we, we it sounds like we're both set on the free hit pretty much, um, which is exciting. That is exciting. Let's see we can review after the game week and during the next pod uh, how much it changes from our templates. Yeah. The Spurs have a stinker against Brighton. I mean, that could We're dead. We're dead. It could flip it all for me. And, uh, and then the, who else is playing in... Who else has still got a game to go? Arsenal have one, don't they? Like if Saka's bench, for example, in Arsenal's second game, then that could be a curveball, couldn't it? Things like that that can really flip your thinking with a with a double or Doherty doesn't get a game like that's going to really change our, our sort of perspective on on the free hit. But yeah, I or think like we're doing pretty well. Kane or someone that would be mad. Imagine if he just like was burnt out and they had to rest him for one. You know, got he got a little injury or I mean, God knows. Even Salah. I mean, Salah's missed like three games ever for Liverpool or whatever, something like something along those lines. And, you know, he's got a knock now. It's just that time of year, isn't it? They've played so many games. That's it, yeah. And Kane's, Kane loves a little injury now and then, doesn't he? Yeah, he does, he does. So, yeah. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. I love this time of year, the running. you got to love it. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll see if it goes goes our way. You love it if it goes your way. 
Oh, I hate, uh, hate, hate it. Yeah. Hate this time of year. Hate I love time. the anticipation of it. Hate the reality of it. It's oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, like Christmas, you know, Christmas comes and goes. Yeah. Oh. Hype. Watch Elf. Think it's going to be magical. Yeah. And reality. Reality <laughs> sets in. Right. Good. I think that's that's it, Josh. Unless you got anything else? Have I missed anything? That's it. I mean, you've already partway through plugged. Plugged, obviously. Like and subscribe. Check out Tiki. Yeah. Um, and yeah tune in obviously to the next pod as well next week good times good times all right well thanks for listening and uh yeah we'll see you next week yeah see you next time cheers jack adios